Hello, my name is Claire and you are listening to the Hypno Birthing Podcast. Hello everybody and welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for tuning in for another episode. I actually have decided that for the foreseeable, it might not be forever, but I'm going to be releasing an episode every week because my usual upload schedule is every other week, so typically twice a month. But I actually have got loads of episodes kind of um, in the bank or coming up to record in the next couple of weeks. So I figured I might as well release them every week rather than holding on and doing it every other week because I know how useful you guys find them and I know a lot of you probably are in the later stages of your pregnancy. So it'll be good to listen to as many as you can while, while you're pregnant and why they can be of a benefit to you. Today's episode is really exciting. I feel like I say that all the time, but I've had some really amazing guests on recently and some really exciting episodes. So it is another exciting episode. I talked to Bethany Ford and Bethany is a physiotherapist and she actually um, specializes in pelvic health and women's health. So she specializes in pelvic floor and perineal massage and all the things like that and how to prepare your body physically for labor and birth she also is a pre and postnatal yoga instructor so again also works with um, many people on preparing their body that way and also recovery uh, from birth and labor as well so she came on and we tested all about pelvic floor why it's so important how to make sure your pelvic floor is kind of ready for labor and we also talked about recovery we talked about separation of the abdominal muscles and we also talked about the benefits of pre and postnatal yoga and also some of my lovely instagram followers had sent me some questions for her so i asked her those and she answered them and i think it's going to be a really interesting episode for you so i will play the episode now Hello, Bethany. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Claire. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. So um, Bethany is a physiotherapist specializing in pelvic floor and women's health. And you are also a pregnancy and postnatal yoga instructor. So obviously I've skimmed that introduction. (laughs) Tell us a little bit more about what it is you do. Sure. So um, I'm primarily a physiotherapist, Claire, and over the years, I've done lots of extra training in women's health, pelvic health, pelvic floor dysfunction, pregnancy, postnatal. So essentially all issues um, affecting women throughout their life stages. Um, and my real passion area is um, working with women with pelvic floor and pelvic health problems. And I also teach yoga. So yeah, pregnancy yoga, postnatal mum and baby yoga. So it's a really nice um, marriage of those two areas and they work so well and support one another. They do. Yeah, that is that is perfect. Perfect uh, combination of things. Good combination. Yeah. So helpful for people and so important that people pay attention to these things as well. We were saying just before we started recording, but so many people don't pay the attention, particularly, I think, pelvic floor and pelvic health and things like that. So it's so important to pay attention. You don't really realise it, I think, until you've actually had a baby. (laughs) How important that area is for um, to keep it healthy. Definitely. So talk to me a bit about pelvic floor. Um, Why is it so important? And what are the ways that we can kind of make sure that that muscle is doing Mm. its best? (laughs) 
Yeah, for sure. So I think the pelvic floor is one of those areas that um, a lot of people don't know a great deal about. It's often a bit mysterious. Um, but essentially, the pelvic floor muscles, um, really important group of muscles for women to know about through their life stages, especially during pregnancy and in that postnatal phase. So in terms of where are the pelvic floor muscles, just a little pelvic floor 101. So essentially, your pelvic floor spans from your pubic bone at the front of your pelvis like a sling underneath you back to your tailbone and then out to either side to your sit bones. So essentially it's like a bowl supporting your pelvic organs underneath you. The pelvic floor has a really important function in your continence, so keeping you clean and dry and has a hugely important role during pregnancy and obviously in childbirth. So the pelvic floor muscles, we want to make sure that they are strong, so they have really good strength but also that the pelvic floor muscles can relax. And that's really important in pregnancy leading up to labor and birth. So some things we can do with regards to pelvic health and making sure your pelvic floor is functioning really well for you, particularly in pregnancy, is definitely by knowing how to find your pelvic floor muscles, how to activate them, doing some pelvic floor exercises or otherwise known as Kegels, but also making sure there's some balance in that. So you don't want to just do heaps and heaps of pelvic floor exercises. Great, you'd be working on strength, but we also want to make sure that the pelvic floor muscles have their full range and extensibility and that those muscles can relax. And also that we know what relaxation in the pelvic floor muscles feels like going into labor and birth. And that can be really, really helpful and beneficial. Because they need to relax, I'm guessing, for the actual kind of pushing the baby out stage, although I don't 100%. like the word pushing, but you know what I mean? The breathing Absolutely. the baby out yeah. stage. Um, yeah. They need to be relaxed for that, don't they? So, yeah, it's important that people, and also, it's, I mean, I talk about on a course, like I, I tell people that how important it is to do pelvic floor exercises. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it can prevent tearing or help to prevent yep. tearing, things like that as well during labour. But they are important and doing it every single day is so important and you will definitely benefit from it um, when it comes to labour. So they obviously they can help prevent tearing. What kind of, I know on your um, website, I was having a look at your blogs mm. and you were about perineal massage and things like that. Can you explain a bit about perineal massage and how that links yeah. to floor? Absolutely. So what I like to, when I talk about the pelvic floor, in terms of birth preparation. And I think this is a really growing emerging area that women wanna know more about. And I'm really a passionate advocate for birth preparation. There's so much as a woman you can do in pregnancy to prepare your body for labor and birth and particularly your pelvic floor. And I think also this gives women a bit more of a sense of control over the situation. It's not just hope for the best. It's actually, I've prepared myself as well as I could have possibly done. Um, And, you know, to agree, we all know labor and birth can be unpredictable, but by doing some preparation for your pelvic floor, it's such a great idea. So your pelvic floor is perfectly designed for the job at hand and to relax and lengthen in order for you to birth your baby. So your pelvic floor muscles are able to stretch up to two and a half times their resting length. Wow. So I was just like, pause, like, that is incredible. Like, there is no other group of muscles in your body that is able to stretch that much. So there's 250% that they can increase in length. It's amazing. So I I think this about, like, when I talk to people about what our body actually does in labour, like, when you actually know all of the amazing things your body does, how your body changes to facilitate Mm -hmm. labour, 
like of course we are designed to give birth like that's kind of yeah. we know that but it really does make it sink in that mm-hmm. we are every part of us is so perfectly designed mm-hmm. to be able to allow a baby out basically and that's absolutely just absolutely so these muscles have amazing stretch and extensibility. Um, and so in terms of birth preparation and perineal massage, I like and I talk about perineal massage with internal release work as well. So we're not just thinking about that perineum, which is the perineal body, that piece of skin between the vagina and anus. Yes, that is important to do some massage to that area. But also I'm talking to women about some internal release work. So that's helping to stretch and release the pelvic floor muscles so that when it comes to labor you're able to recognize and identify that sensation of stretch in your pelvic floor so if you've not had if you've had a baby then you'll you'll know when I talk about that sensation when your baby's head is on your pelvic floor you'll be thinking oh yeah mm -hmm, yeah I'm aware of that sensation so what we're just trying to do with perineal massage and internal release work is enable you to identify what stretch feels like in your pelvic floor and to not be frightened of it but to be like okay that's what stretch feels like so that when you experience that stretch when you're giving birth it's not something to be frightened of it's not something to tighten away from it's something that you are able to release into and surrender to that sensation and I think that can be so helpful and really transformative for women to be able to identify. I say it to people as well that perineal massage yeah like you said it has that benefit of obviously stretching and you know helping that area become more elastic but also it gets you used to the feeling so that when you are in labor it isn't Mm -hmm. this like what is happening feeling and like you said you're you're like kind of clench if you feel that because when we feel like scared of anything obviously we we absolutely so it's very important so you know that area doesn't usually stretch in that way so it's important get used to that sensation before and there's actually you know there wasn't for a while there was there was you know not amazing evidence for perineal massage but more latterly there's been some newer evidence looking into perineal massage and its benefits and actually there is some reasonable evidence now that we can say to women hey you know there is some evidence to suggest that actually by doing some perineal massage um it can reduce your risk of significant tearing reduce your risk of needing a physiotomy um and help you to recover faster post-birth so some really good reasons for giving it a try obviously I always counter that just to say to make sure you get some clearance from your midwife or your obstetrician to make sure that they're happy for you to do that perineal massage um, in your third trimester and it's normally from around 35 weeks of pregnancy and how often a week would you recommend someone doing that perineal massage and for kind of roughly how long yeah I would normally say if you can do it sort of between five and seven days a week so I say if you can do it every day and make it your routine if you're doing it three times a week good if you're doing it five to seven great even better um and I'd say just spend sort of three to five minutes doing that perineal massage um and there's some links on I'll talk to you at the end on my website um there's some resources there and some links to some little infographics about perineal massage that um, women might find useful people are quite scared of it I think but it's worth a go like even if you don't love it like you know things yeah out or whatever yeah, you'd probably rather be doing something else with your yeah. time yeah because you never know and I know I know a lot of people um do it now and and do yeah. get on okay with it and it's just one of those things isn't it that if you kind of don't mm-hmm. don't mind taking the time to do it you kind of almost might as well um because yeah. it could benefit so how 
can you help? So obviously, say this is the preparation for labour. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing you see a lot of people after their labour who have had mm-hmm. kind of some sort of trauma or are, are suffering mm-hmm. with um, bladder issues and things like that. Mm-hmm. Can it be fixed, basically, if you have um, any kind of damage there to pelvic floor? Is it able to yeah. be Absolutely. Obviously, depends on the degree to what that is or the type of injury um, or complication that you might have sustained. But um, I offer something called a new mum checkup appointment. And I really encourage women post um, birth to see a pelvic health physiotherapist. I know in the UK, that's something the NHS does offer. um, Or privately, you can seek out a pelvic health physiotherapist just to see somebody for an evaluation of your pelvic floor post birth. I'd say, you know, no matter what, if you've had a vaginal delivery, if you've had a C-section, either way, it's still a really great idea to see somebody have an evaluation of your pelvic floor just to know where you're at so we you could have an evaluation to look at how strong your pelvic floor muscles are um, look at their function discuss any kind of problems you might be experiencing if you have had any trauma to the area if you have any scar tissue if you're having any problems with your continence and to get that advice and information and a rehabilitation program really early on is really, I think, really beneficial. So I'd say any time from about six weeks postnatal um, is a great time to seek that out. So, yes, absolutely. There's a lot of things you can do. Pelvic floor muscle training can be extremely beneficial and helpful if women are having any kind of incontinence, urinary incontinence. Yes. So in short answer, yes, there's a lot you can do to help with recovery post-birth. I think that's really useful because probably a lot of people don't realise that that kind of service is available. Mm, Um, It is, yeah. They maybe just have to suffer in silence if there's any kind of Mm. um, damage. Or maybe they might not even be aware that there's damage. And I'd say even if you're not symptomatic, you know, if you've had, particularly if you've had a baby vaginally, then it's a great idea to to get that pelvic floor profile to say you know what actually those muscles are doing really well keep doing what you're doing or we might say you know what in these areas they need some work so do x y and z and you know do this type of pelvic floor exercises and yeah so it's it's a great idea even if you're not symptomatic if you are symptomatic and have any type of pelvic floor dysfunction and by that I would mean if you're having any kind of incontinence if you have any sort of heaviness or dragging, feeling of pressure or lump or bulge in your vagina, any symptoms to you that just don't feel right, pain with sexual intercourse, all of those types of conditions, all the reason um, to see somebody and have an evaluation. And there's absolutely a lot of things you can do um, to feel a lot better. And so you said about cesarean as well. I'm guessing um, mm. it's affected by that as well because you are still carrying a heavy Absolutely. Month, yeah, so you still... Totally. So you've still been through pregnancy, you've had all those hormonal changes. So definitely still a really valid reason. And then if having had a C-section, there's things we can look at thinking about um, your C-section scar, looking at extensibility of the scar tissue, um, thinking about abdominal rehabilitation, recovery of those deep abdominal muscles. And also if women might be experiencing any kind of abdominal separation um, post-birth. about yeah. that separation um, I mean that might come into more talking to you um, in terms of yoga does it or like the, the exercises you can do to help that yeah, a little bit I would say but you know we can definitely talk about that now if you like so um it 
it's something I always offer routinely um, for all women post-birth um, just to evaluate that muscle separation. So to have a separation of your abdominal muscles in pregnancy is a totally normal part of your pregnancy. So your growing baby needs some extra space in your tummy. And again, your body amazingly designed so clever that those abdominal muscles just separate very naturally to accommodate your growing baby in the tummy so for most women those muscles will find themselves back to a resting position quite happily but for other women there can be more of a degree of separation and that sometimes can be slower to recover or come back together um, postnatally and sometimes there can be a bit of thinning of the connective tissue between those two muscles so yeah that's something I always offer to women it's really normal to have a small gap postnatally. And for some women, they will always have a small gap, but it shouldn't necessarily impact you day to day. You should be able to resume all your normal exercise and fitness goals. Um, and it shouldn't hold you back in any way. But yeah, that is definitely something that I would look at. And it's really about trying to build those foundations of the core strength from the inside out so a real graded approach to rehabilitation and to core work as opposed to kind of diving in the deep end yeah, it's very totally first isn't yeah. it like nothing it is no sit-ups it's a gradual <laughs> it's just yeah so it's avoiding anything like you know sit-ups or full yeah. planks initially we yeah. definitely need to load the abdomen so it's really important to load the muscles so we don't want to go too cautious too gentle but it's real specific to each woman depending on her symptoms um, her fitness levels but we definitely need to apply load but it just needs to be essentially graduated in a progressive yeah. manner yeah does it depend on how many children you have? Like, you know, if you have three children, is it more likely mm-hmm. to separate? You might have more of a degree of separation. Um, and each with each pregnancy, you will likely to have that separation. It will depend on different factors, how much fluid you're carrying, the size of your baby. Um, so there's lots of factors, but essentially... Yes, to a degree, the more children you have had, um, there can be more of a degree of separation because you've had had more extensibility and more closure. I guess that makes sense. I definitely remember after, I don't remember noticing anything after I had my first, but mm. my second, I do remember kind of laying down and feeling that muscle and definitely feeling a kind of mm. like finger size sort of, you know, fingertip yep. size gap. Um, yeah. Along that muscle. And I, 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 I think I probably did, google like um, exercises yeah. today. I remember doing some I haven't actually felt it for a while so I wonder if it's close good good news <laughs> so essentially anything and anything less than about a three centimeter gap is considered within normal postnatally so yeah so really normal to have that it's just as well if you have any symptoms if you have any kind of pain or dysfunction um sometimes that can cause some issues with the low back as well if you're lacking in some control and strength through those abdominal muscles at the front especially being a new mom humping and dumping babies capsules toddlers around like it's hard out on your back so if your abdominal strength is compromised um you can definitely feel the effects of that in the in your back as well other things you might notice with an abdominal separation um you might notice a coning or a doming shape on your tummy sometimes it can be the opposite and you might notice like a hollowing uh, between those two abdominal muscles so it can present in both of those two ways so if those are signs you notice then again getting checked out by physiotherapist great idea what other ways can we prepare our bodies for labor yeah so we've talked about already perineal massage and release of those pelvic floor muscles I often in my pregnancy yoga classes we take an approach of looking at um, lots of really nice mobility exercises for the spine for the pelvis in particular 
Um, exercise is designed to work out any kind of muscle imbalances during pregnancy, um, enabling you to have a really lovely range of motion through your spine into your hips, um, postures to help with that opening through the pelvis and into the pelvic floor, and also doing some gentle strengthening work. So keeping strong and keeping fit through pregnancy. You know, we all know sometimes labor can be a bit of an endurance event. So making sure we're strong and well prepared particularly in the lower limbs so thinking about the legs and the hips and the pelvis um, making sure you've got some good strength there as well to be able to maintain different positions and to be comfortable through labor if you can be as active and upright as possible for as long as possible we know that that has often a really good positive effect on your labor on the length of your labor how effortful your labor might be so yeah training in all of those different areas can be huge beneficial yeah being um yeah active and kind of uh, you know moving around and, and things like that and also it's so important to mm-hmm. prepare our body I talk you know obviously what I do in hypnobirthing is I prepare the mind um yeah. mind is so important to how our body behaves so it's really important mm-hmm. to prepare the mind but also the body we can't neglect that we need to mm-hmm. obviously the body is going to kind of behave how your mind sort of influences mm-hmm. you but it might you know if it's in the best possible uh shape for and I don't mean like physically like fitness yeah. I just yeah. think the floor like if all of those things are in the yeah. best shape um, then it's only gonna ever benefit your labor definitely and I think also you know some light exercise through pregnancy um has a really great effect for mental health as well so all those positive um benefits you know and as you've said Claire like preparing the mind is so important and I think you know pregnancy can be a time of a lot of worry and anxiety for some women and so having the opportunity um to do some light exercise a bit of mindfulness some relaxation those things are things that I do within my pregnancy yoga classes all of them they're so important some breathing exercises for relaxation and mindfulness just really simple things that women can apply to their daily life and actually just have that time in their week for themselves to spend some time with their baby to you know and to have that opportunity is so important because life is busy and you know your mind is constantly going with to-do lists and then you have those worries and anxieties trucking around as well so to have an opportunity just to take a pause from all of that so important I say that as well because part of um, what I teach is the relaxations that you kind of, you know, ideally practice every day. They're only like 10 minutes at night. But, yeah. you know, I kind of try to sell it to people like you rarely get time. We rarely put aside like 10 minutes a day to just relax. So it's actually really lovely, like you said as well, to mm-hmm. just take that time and to relax and connect with your baby and connect with your partner mm-hmm. and it's just yeah. a lovely excuse to be able to do that every single day it's termed as practice in hypnobirthing so you know that yeah. is the kind of practice I like <laughs> that Definitely. is relaxation <laughs> and relaxing yourself so we might have already covered a little bit of this already but um, as you said you're a, a pregnancy and postnatal yoga instructor as well what are mm-hmm. the benefits of doing um, yoga uh, prenatally and then obviously um, postnatally as well 
Yeah. So you're right, Claire, we have touched on it a little bit, but I think um, in a, from a pregnancy prenatal perspective, um, having that time out in your week for some relaxation, for some gentle exercise, hugely beneficial. Um, a lot of the postures are focused on um, mobility for your body for your pelvis also I do a lot of work in my yoga pregnancy yoga classes for optimal fetal positioning as well for women so giving them lots of information and advice on really great positions they can get into during their pregnancy particularly into that third trimester they're going to be really beneficial for getting your baby in the best possible position for you to enter into labor and birth so these are postures that we practice a lot in yoga and then practice at home so I really encourage women to kind of take that with them into their daily life as well as all of their pelvic floor exercises and preparation work so I think you know those are some of the really great benefits another thing is just for mums to get to you know mums to be to connect with other mums to be like is a really a really lovely thing so you're all in that same position um we do some introductions and you know people can form some connections in the local area and that's the beauty of having in-person classes which um are amazing to do yeah we've been very lucky in new zealand that we've been able to kind of keep going with the um in-person face-to-face classes but you know that's a huge benefit of you know being able to come into that class setting definitely start um prenatal yoga from any time like pretty much from straight away um, I recommend starting from into your sec- start of your second trimester, so from 14 weeks, just to ensure that your pregnancy is established. Yeah. And probably by that time, you've seen a midwife or a doctor, um, and you've got a little bit more information with regards to if your pregnancy is low risk, um, or if there's any kind of medical issues that your um, teacher would need to be aware of, or any kind of precautions or contraindications to exercise. So. That's my recommendation that people will do different things. Majority um, of classes like that tend to be from your second trimester. If you already have an established yoga practice and you're going to an open class. I think that is always good advice. If you're going to start anything new, then yeah, like nothing too vigorous probably if you're going to start a new pregnancy, but yeah, for yoga. What about postnatally? How can it benefit Mm postnatally? Um, so postnatally, um, the way I run my sessions are it's postnatal recovery session um, with babies. So it's mum and baby yoga, but so mums can bring babies and we definitely incorporate babies into the session. But the session really is about recovery for mum. And I recommend people attend from six weeks postnatally if they've had a vaginal delivery or eight weeks if it's a C-section birth. And we will look then at lots of pelvic floor recovery so a real nice gradual steady progression through the term and I work within like a 10-week term which is amazing so we have lots of time with mums to build um, strength gradually Um, lots of advice in there about returning to exercise exercise safely Um, we talk lots about pelvic floor dysfunction abdominal separation things to look out for and it's a real graded approach to pelvic floor and to abdominal recovery as well thrown in the mix lots of nice relaxing yoga postures that incorporate baby and some gentle strength and toning work I love that I know yeah, some of my listeners, I do have um, listeners in New Zealand because um, they're everywhere, which is amazing. But um, I know so many of them are going to be like, I want to go to her class. <laughs> I'm halfway across the world. But I'm sure there will be others, there will be others nearby. 
<laughs> absolutely, absolutely. There's lots, lots in your local area. And my plan is over the next couple of months, Claire, I'm going to hopefully get my classes online. So not quite Amazing. the same as in person, um, but just so people can access them from anywhere. And especially, you know, I know I have mums that have got other kids and sometimes getting to that class time is a challenge. So my, yeah, my aim over the next couple of months, I watch this space is to get my classes online. So they'll be available anywhere for everyone if you're interested. We've become yeah. so online in the last like, 18 months. I think a lot of people just feel so comfortable with doing things online now. I did um, a kind of a group of um, online Pilates classes like not that long ago. And it, I mean, obviously it is different from being there in person, but it, in a way it was quite nice. Like I could leave it to like a couple of minutes before to get my mat out. And you know, right, I'm here. So when I said to um, my lovely Instagram followers that you were coming on, mm. if they have any yoga, specific yoga questions, mm. um, pre or postnatally, I had a few questions for you. So first one um, was somebody who has got scoliosis and mm-hmm. um, she has rods either side of her spine and is pregnant. Um, is she able to do yoga with that? Is there anything kind of specific that you would recommend for her? Mm. So I would absolutely hope that she could do yoga and take part. Um, my advice would probably be for her if she was seeing me and coming, wanting to come to my classes. Um, I would say come and see me for a one-to-one session. So prior to that term starting, and I'd encourage her to do the same if it's a local class she's looking to go to, or even just to touch base and perhaps see a pelvic health physiotherapist. And that would be so that I could evaluate her presentation. We could talk about her scoliosis and the surgery that she's had and then any limitations um, that she might have. We could look at her range of movement through the spine. But I would always hope that there were some modifications that um, we could use for her in class so that she could come along and for it to be inclusive because so many benefits. And I think as well, sometimes people think when I get inquiries, people say, oh, I've never done yoga before. I'm really inflexible. Can I still come? And I'm like, absolutely. Like, it does not matter. It's not about flexibility. it's not about being able to bend over and touch your toes like that's it's not the aim to be you know master yogi super flexible like that's really not the point it's a really you know particularly in pregnancy yoga for pregnancy is gentle tailored to everyone and there should be appropriate modifications that you can make for the vast majority of people um always a good idea as well to touch base with her midwife or obstetrician to check that they're happy for her to take part in gentle exercise and yoga for pregnancy Okay, somebody else has asked, how does yoga help your body prepare for birth and post-birth recovery? But I, I, we have answered that one, I think. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, we have asked, we've, we've uh, answered that one. Okay, how can you strengthen your core muscles after the baby is born? Are there any easy yoga moves? Um, so I would always say it's really progressive. Um, it depends on what your level of fitness was like before you had your baby, um, and what you did during your pregnancy. So those things are all going to be important. Um, exercises, I would say is a general rule of thumb, um, to focus on that deep core connection with your pelvic floor and your breath first and foremost, really important. So find that connection with your breathing, pelvic floor and deep abdominal muscles and then a progressive program generally starting off with exercises in a neutral spine position so that would mean either exercises laying on your back with your knees bent four point kneeling side lying so essentially 
in the early days, you're avoiding um, exercises that might create excessive pressure around that area. So like a full sit-up position or a full plank position are things to generally avoid in those early postnatal days. Um, but again, seeing um, a healthcare professional, physiotherapist, personal trainer with special training in women's health, pregnancy and postnatal, great idea just to get some bespoke tailored exercise. I've had a couple of people ask me a similar question about squatting and um, I'm not sure if this is because this has been shared recently. I've seen it. I shared it um, and I've seen it on a few other accounts as well on Instagram about the deep um, kind of squatting that you see people doing mm-hmm. and how it's avoided during pregnancy. Why is that bad? Why should it be avoided? And can we still squat, but maybe not like a deep squat? Yeah. Well, the way I look at this is everything in moderation. So squatting is a really functional position so we squat every day you know if you have small children you are going to be squatting if you're pregnant and you have a toddler you're going to be bending down squatting a, quite a lot during the day because you have to you know you you're bending down pregnant, you can't yeah. bend from the waist so you kind of so have you, to squat don't you, you squat Exactly. So squatting is a functional position. So I would never say to someone, don't squat, avoid all squatting. I think in moderation, um, you know, if you're squatting as part of an exercise program that has a variety of other different exercises um, and you've been, it's, it's safe for you to be exercising and you haven't had any specific precautions from your midwife or your doctor to say, don't squat. There are some certain conditions that might make squatting uncomfortable, that deep squat position. So if you have any problems like hemorrhoids or um, vaginal varicosities or significant pelvic organ prolapse and in a deep squat position, that exacerbates those symptoms, then those would be reasons to not do that. Or if you have any other complications with your pregnancy, um, again, that you've been told to avoid. But otherwise, you know, squatting can be a really amazing preparation for for birth and for labor as well. Some women will birth in a squat position. So it is really functional. I think where it comes from, the don't deep squat is related to um, if your baby is in a suboptimal position for birth so possibly if your baby is in breech presentation or in an op occiput posterior position um, and you're doing a lot of deep squatting the the thought is that there's a risk that you may um how to describe it you may encourage your baby to engage in that suboptimal position and we want to give your baby lots of room to move and rotate and spin in order to find themselves in a more optimal position for labor and birth but I you know from my perspective I think you'd have to spend a lot of time in a squat position for that you know to really be impacting it so I would say in moderation squatting is great for maintaining lower limb strength great for pelvic extensibility and flexibility so so long as it's in moderation it shouldn't hopefully cause you any problems but yeah I've seen it bouncing around a lot on social media okay I've got one last question and this is actually coming from a friend of mine who is a um, yoga uh, instructor as well um but she just basically wanted to know about your pre and postnatal training and I guess this could be interesting for other people as well um, and yeah. I'm asking this because she is interested at some point in her um, kind of career in training yeah. did was that done kind of on top of your just general yoga teacher training was it part of it 
No, it was a separate course. So um, I did my 200-hour yoga training and then my 300-hour to make up to a 500-registered yoga teacher training course. And then I did an additional pregnancy yoga training, which was amazing. Um, Just to take on all those other considerations, um, lots of really lovely training in suitable postures, things to do, not to do in pregnancy. And then a lot of the work postnatal I do comes from the pelvic health physiotherapy training that I have have as well um so yeah I use it I use a lot of those skills all through but yeah it is a, an, an additional training course which I'd really encourage anybody that's interested who teaches yoga um gives you lots of great information about anatomy physiology labor and birth physiology considerations for the pregnant and postnatal woman well thank Definitely. you so much I really feel like we have covered a lot about um you know, health and women's health and Uh, you know yoga and things that people can do to stay fit and healthy for um you know in preparation for their for their baby to arrive so absolutely where can people find you thank you so um i'm currently in a new in wellington new zealand so my physical classes um i'm in the hut valley um close to wellington and in terms of my online presence you can follow me on bethany ford physiotherapy and yoga on facebook and instagram and as i said earlier in the podcast claire my um classes hopefully in the next couple of months are going to be online so you can access them anywhere um which is exciting in um on my blog on my website which is bethanyford.com forward slash blog um there are some posts in there about preparation for birth about pelvic floor recovery um lots of real um areas i think hopefully your listeners might find interesting there's also a resource list of some real great evidence-based resources for um pregnancy and birth as well that they might find interesting i had a quick look on your blog and there were some really interesting blog posts i always say and i'm sure everybody does (laughs) knowledge is power totally knowledge is power be informed for sure and you're just going to be yourself in such a good position to have a positive birth experience like you said birth is unpredictable we don't actually know what's going to happen but the best Mm -hmm. we can do for ourselves is mentally and physically and that will give Mm -hmm. us the best shot at having a positive uh, birth experience so um yeah yeah hearing your your knowledge and your wisdom and your experience it's been really my pleasure i reckon um people are going to find it very interesting so thank you yeah, it's my pleasure Claire thank you for having me I appreciate thank it thank you <laughs> thanks Claire bye thank you so much to Bethany for taking uh, the time out of her day to come and talk to me all about what I think is a really really interesting subject I think the majority of us we know pelvic floor exercises are important and we know particularly when it comes to pregnancy and labor that it's really important that we do them and I definitely talk to all of my clients about how important they are but It's just really useful to hear from an expert about why they are so important and the ways that we can work with them uh, to prepare for labour and also to recover from labour as well. I wanted to also just take a moment to remind you guys that I do teach hypnobirthing as well. Um, Sometimes people don't always know that and I get quite a few people that say to me oh I looked you up and I realized that you taught as well so I do teach I teach courses I'm online at the moment I teach worldwide I have group I have one-to-one sessions if you're local to me then I can do in-person courses but yes I teach so if you would 
like to do a hypnobirthing course with me then um please get in touch i yeah as i said i teach group courses monthly which are really great for meeting other people and kind of getting other people's points of view and i also teach one-to-one courses as well i do have limited spaces on my groups and i also have limited availability for one-to-ones as well so um i do try to accommodate as many people as i can though but if you would like to book then please get in touch you can get in touch on my instagram or on my website or on my email as well i'll leave all the details below as always i will be back next week not in two weeks time next week Um, with another episode again another really great episode another really great positive story and um yeah i will speak to you then have a good week bye